And it's the time where my watch and my phone alerts me that there's a show I should watch on YouTube. It's 9 p.m. Central European time, and we're the European Ham Radio Show. And uh, we got a guest today right underneath Walt, and I'll see if I can point the right direction. Uh, Tim, N9SAB, and he's going to talk a little bit about his antennas. Um, so I guess we're, we'll just start out. Um, who want to start with our Ham Radio Week this week? You do. You do, Morton. You do. You always just go last. Turn- <laughs> well, um, I've started out with Laura APRS this week. Put a lot of effort into it. Managed to flash and set up both the tracker and the eye gate. And it turned out that um, Laura is not legal on the 70 centimeters ban in Norway because uh, the bandwidth is uh, at a minimum of 125 kilohertz. And uh, the maximum allowed bandwidth is 30 kilohertz, which this guy pointed out when we did our Laura stream, <laughs> and I chose to ignore. <laughs> but when you get a message from the league that uh, you shouldn't do this, you kind of have to comply. So uh, then I had two Laura boards, which I didn't really know what to do with. But um, it turns out that there are some satellites, um, low Earth orbit satellites that are doing Laura. So um, I set up a tiny ground station for LoRa satellites. And please don't ask why you should do this, because um, it has absolutely no relevance to the end user. It receives packets from the LoRa satellites. Um, You can see where the satellites are. You can see how many packages you've received, where you've received the packages, and which satellites you've received. Oh, cool. You can't really do anything else with it except that. (laughs) But it turns out to be somewhat of an addiction to see how far out you can receive satellites. And as you can see on this map, I've received satellites uh, as far north as northern Finland and uh, as far south as Switzerland, Austria, southern Germany, I think. So not really that... There's not really any relevance to this, but I had a LoRa board that I just needed to use for something. I think it's a fantastic and, uh, way of testing antenna is... UHF uh, antennas for satellite uh, communications. It's like Whisper for uh, for satellite uh, comms. <laughs> it is, and the antenna is really fancy. It's uh, it's uh, a V dipole made out of a clothes hanger. Sweet. Um, besides that I went out and did a really cold uh, POTA activation uh, or not really cold a really uh, snowy POTA activation on uh, Wednesday the day where southern Norway stopped out uh, the train stopped running the buses stopped the traffic was chaotic and uh, nothing really worked and I went out for POTA Um, and I guess that's probably everything I've done this week radio related uh it's been somewhat of a busy week on non-radio stuff so uh, i guess that's it for now i think uh how has your week been uh it's been quite quiet um last sunday i went to a sota activation i forgot my mast on the summit so on the monday i had to head back to the same summit uh (laughs) so that was a speed run up there uh, a lot faster without a lot of gear in the backpack um so it was a really nice day up on the summit and then everything started snowing and it took me two hours to drive home when it usually takes uh, like half an hour uh so that was uh, that was a fun day 
And um, then it became cold, so I managed to get out on the lake to do a parks on the air activation there. And that was really interesting. Um, just operating on a lake, I never done that before on the ice. So um, just a different perspective on the same park and, uh, and really interesting challenge on how to mount an antenna on ice with like, there's, there's nothing to tie it to. You can't tie it to the ice. You can't tie it to a tree or anything. So um, I guess I could have uh, used some drills or stuff like that. But anyways, <laughs> still, still fun. Um, did you, just a question here. Did you notice any changes in propagation while operating on the lake? Not really. Uh, since since the lake bed is technically uh, the ground that you're <laughs> operating above, you should have a higher height on your antenna relative to the ground when operating on ice. Yeah, I have never used that antenna in that park before, so I don't really know. What I noticed was a lot of noise uh, because it was snowing, so we had a lot of static. Uh, usually there, it's quite noise-free in that area. So, um, yeah... Uh, I think that was actually all of my radio activity this week, uh, except for some boring administrative stuff. So, uh, Administrative ham radio work? Yes. Uh, some of oh. us have to keep websites running and stuff. Uh, no, we're, uh, we started up uh, Norwegian Summits on the Air Association last year. And, yeah. Uh, that basically needs a web page. So I'm... Um, I'm start, I've started filling in some of the content there, so we have something to show. That's, That's uh, nice. Yeah, it's interesting. Uh, luckily, I've written a lot of it about it before, so it just needs to be updated, like remove, change dates and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Bob, how many summits this week? None. Oh, the, 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 the snow and the weather, is, it, it's been horrid. I think as around here at one meter twenty centimeters of snow in the last seven days, probably. Uh, I haven't been able to get out. There. There's, there's just no way. Uh, but I've done the next best thing, uh, which is uh, this. Oh, that's that. I forgot. I forgot my CW uh, roundup in my <laughs> week. Actually, <laughs> yeah. I have been. Uh, I've been practicing, uh, and uh, oh. I've been practicing copying, and I've been practicing even sending a little bit. I, I, and I created a video uh, of me sending CQ three times in a row. <laughs> that's a really, really exciting video. But I've never. I, I don't think I've ever created a video with the, that uh, worked this well because it's got some fifteen hundred views now in uh, in a couple of days. Um, yeah. Shorts are sometimes weird. <laughs> Shorts are, are weird. And I, 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 get back to it. I, I do blame the really, really beautiful Begali key because I don't think it was yeah, my hand. That, that was it. It's, it. it's tech yeah. sexy what you got there. <laughs> it is. It is. But, oh. We better watch out. There's a new. There's a new CW YouTuber on the way. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we'll see. I, I I don't really think I have the patience for creating so many of the, these videos, but it, that, that was fun. Um, and I'm really enjoying this because I, I figured this was going to be a really, really hateful experience, forcing myself to learn CW, but I'm enjoying it. I, I'm, I'm Usually when I go to bed, I will listen to CW and decode it for at least half an hour. And if I have the time during the day, I'll do another half an hour. And now getting this beautiful, beautiful key, I've been doing some practicing sending. So I think earlier today, I managed to send CQ, 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 DE, Lima Bravo 5, Juliet, Juliet, uh, and my call sign three times in a row. Flawless. 
once uh, of the 250 times I tried, of course, but uh, <laughs> I, I managed that, that, that one time, and that was a very, very good feeling. Uh, yeah, so no, I'm, no. I'm having fun with CW, uh, but no other radio activities. I have a question for Shietil, I might as well do right away. Yep. How do you forget a mast on a mountaintop? Uh, did you see the weather? Mm, no, I, I, I'm not sure I saw the video. No, it's not published yet. So, uh, but, so you, uh, you, 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 you forgot it under the weather? Uh, it was uh, mounted inside like a rack of a lot of other antennas there uh, on the summit already. Uh, and then when I was packing down, it started snowing sideways. Uh, it was like gusty winds, uh, really cold, shitty weather or bad weather. Sorry. You do. Uh, <laughs> uh, and um, so I looked over, like I always do a field walk before I go down from a summit, and I couldn't see anything because it was hidden inside something else. And then I came you, down to the car. Do you spell shitty in, in, in Norwegian K J I T T Y? Yes. <laughs> and, uh, that is, that's a Norwegian word. It means. Uh, uh, positive weather or something like yeah. that. But I just need to say that uh, it struck me as I asked you, how do you forget a mast? Yeah. I I'm guaranteed to forget a mast on a mountaintop now. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, I, I had a question for you as well. Did you get any replies to your CQ calls? I'm, uh, th there's something called the break-in I'm learning now. Uh, and if you don't enable that, uh, it's only audio, luckily. Ah. Yeah. <laughs> Um, in, in, in addition to keeping the tangents going here, um, let's see here if I can, um, because I got a key. Ooh, oh, look cool. at that little key. That is that's cute. Nice. Um, speaking about that, I haven't sent anything yet on CW, but um, I've changed my methodology up a little bit. Uh, in addition to using that Morse Mania app on my phone, I've started uh, listening to the Morse Ninja podcasts. Uh, on the train back and forth to work and it kind of puts you in somewhat of a meditative state when you're hearing three characters and then T A A this, this is what three, I use this is what I use three, three characters and uh, it actually works yeah <laughs> even though you, you're looking out the window you're looking at the other passengers and it, it but it actually works so um Hopefully that'll help me a little bit. How far along are you in the game in the ninja course? A T T. That's about oh. how far I am. All right. Yeah. <laughs> T T A. <laughs> That's fantastic. What speed are you listening at? At uh, twenty. All right. Yeah. I went uh, for the 25. I think that's it's, it's a bit harder, but I, I, just knowing myself, I would start counting uh, way too easily if it, if it was too slow. So Yeah, yeah. Uh, 15 is too slow for me because then I start counting dis and das. Yeah. Tobias, anything happening in Germany this week? Not much. I had this uh, bug last week. So I think around Wednesday I was up and about and had a bit uh, of a backlog at work. Uh, and yeah, once that was done, it was like Friday. So I had like uh, a day of ham radio and, um, yeah, what I've done is I, I'm working on a video, uh, building the, the output transformer of the QMX. Um, I filmed it and I cut it and then I realized, uh, 
wrong shutter speed on the camera and a terrible flicker with the fluorescent lamp. And uh, yeah, I think the whole day now the computer is rendering and trying to deflicker that video before I upload it. So that costs uh, way too much time. Um, what else? Yeah, I'm trying. Let me see. Uh, I have to get to the right. Let's see if I can. Here now. I'm begging you now, Tobias. Oh. See if I can make that happen in a fancy producer way. Yep. Yeah, so that's uh, the snow on my car. I thought that was nice ice crystals, so I just took a photo. And yeah, I put the QMX into its uh, housing. It looks uh, very nice. And um, at the moment, I hooked it up uh, first time to the computer, and I will try my very first um, FT8 uh, QSO on the QMX. So either it burns up or it will work. So... Um, Let's see if I can. Yeah. So here we are, 20 meters. It receives something. Um, and I'm trying to call uh, CQ during the show and see if I get any contact. That's and good. That's and as that... far as my ham radio week was. <laughs> and, and that's five watts, right? Uh, yeah. In theory, uh, on 20, I only get uh, four watts at the moment. Um, you have to, you know, adjust a bit the toroids and everything has a bit of tolerances. And yeah, I, I didn't go to uh, five watts yet. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, that, that is nice. And that radio looks and uh, it looks so nice. Um, except for not knowing uh, much CW, uh, I would probably uh, considering uh, getting that radio. But um, we're getting there. Morton. We're getting there. We're, we're getting there. Um, yeah. Walt, how's your CW coming along? Sucks. It's horrible. <laughs> <laughs> we're we're, we're closing. I haven't been practicing like I should. I got to be honest with you. Um, past week, we're... though, I um, uh, last since I wasn't here last week, so I, the end of last week, I built a forty-one uh, foot vertical. I took my DX commander pole and uh, spliced and taped uh, a five meter pole on top of it to make it a twelve and a half meter pole, and uh, I built a vertical, or should I say, an inverted J as it blew in the wind. <laughs> and, uh, that was fun. It's great contacts. Um, then uh, uh, after that, I kind of took a, all my CB antennas, went down on the water and played around with them. But the noise was just stupid. Uh, that was just a couple of days ago. So everybody in the comments section of that 41-foot inverted J said, why don't you just wrap it around the 10-meter pole? And I've done something similar to that before, but I said, you know what? All right, I'll do it. And I did that today, and it was amazing. Uh, video will be up tomorrow. But anyway, enough about me. I'm so excited that we've got Tim here. I, yeah, I, I just want to say one thing, though, before we go to Tim. Uh, do you remember the Ham Radio Workbench episode? I do, and I don't know if I'm going to make it. I'm going to try. We're, we're, <laughs> we're closing in at the end of January now. <laughs> All right, we'll see. I, I, I got I got to cram this week. I really do. I got to work harder. It's been so, crazy. Life's been crazy. I've been a little under the weather this week too, so it's it's been tough. But no excuses. I got to get to work. Anyway, anyway, Tim, well, welcome, Tim. How Green about antennas? If you guys have subscribed to my channel, have seen me in Poland <laughs> with his antennas. Uh, as well as here in the States. How's your week been, Tim? Welcome to the show. Uh, thanks. Uh, th thanks. Thanks for having me on. Uh, it's been it's been cold. Uh, brutally cold. I mean, it's cold enough here in, in the in the wintertime anyway, but lately this past week has been, you know, minus 10, minus 20, 30, 40 mile an hour winds. 
So I haven't been doing anything other than sitting in the workshop and, and running some JSA call, cool. which has been uh, fun. But other than that, cold, cold in Chicago in the wintertime, they tell me. Yeah. So, <laughs> thanks for having me on. I appreciate it. Absolutely. Absolutely. And um, how about you tell, tell us a little bit about your antennas there, Tim? Well, uh, I, I started out like everybody else, right? So when I got my license, um, I, I started playing with antennas and I ended up buying, you know, you know, just about every antenna out there. I spent a lot of money on antennas and nothing was ever quite, and I wanted to do, and this was back, I don't know, 2016, 2017. So there really wasn't like a big portable thing yet. I, I wanted to be able to get outside. We've got, um, we've got a couple of, well, not state parks, but uh, just regular parks. And I wanted a small radio to go out and, and play with the antenna, but I found out that trying to set up an antenna in the field with, you know, some of the stock things that were out there at the time, like I had a, um, I had a G5 RV for my, I think, radio waves and everything was built for, you know, 200 watts, 150 watts, something like that. So they're very big, very heavy. It was the heaviest thing that I was carrying around at the time. So I decided to just start making my own stuff and to make things that were, you know, light and easy. I'm not worried about 100 watts. I'm not worried. I just don't want to carry it, right? Um, and that just kind of evolved into a thing. And then I met up with, uh, I don't know if you know Ham Radio Concepts, Eric. Yep. Um, we started talking. He's like, you know, here, send me one of those things. I saw this on, on, on eBay and it was interesting. So I sent it to him and he did a, he did a, a video with it and it just kind of took off from there. Um, and these things have since evolved since then. Um, but I just started, you know, building my own stuff and found that to be a lot more satisfying than going out and spending a bunch of money on things. I can so say idea, I can them about your stuff that you, you were saying small and easy. Having crossed the Atlantic five times with your antennas in my back, <laughs> that, that is the beauty of what you build because it's so compact mm -hmm. and small. I wish I'd have brought one out for the show, but so easy to travel with. And um, that was really what attracted me to you when I saw, you know, we really didn't know each other. And I saw your stuff on, on uh, I think my first one I got, I've purchased from you on eBay and Etsy, but I got one from you on eBay. And when I got it, not just how small it was, but how freaking well it was built. I mean, it was just nice. And, and I could tell. So, um, you know, that was one of the things that attracted attracted me to your antennas now i think i've gotten uh infant half wave two different g5 rvs from you an off center fed dipole a regular dipole i can go to list as a matter of <laughs> well, fact the, um, i the i break things still yeah. in a basement in a house in poland i left it there just in case i ever had to go back <laughs> and i was like <laughs> i hid it so uh there's a there's a n9 sab antenna hidden in north in the northern part of poland all right <laughs> let's go treasure hunting right. yeah we should, we should have a treasure hunt and then have a price i'll i will donate a cap yeah geocache uh, or something you know that's fun yeah <clears throat> i break things uh, i'm not i'm not nice to equipment usually at all hmm. so i needed to and this took a while i mean i went through a lot i mean i went through a lot of stuff you know <clears throat> breaking things just in the normal course and breaking things accidentally you know before i came up with at least a construction method or that worked for me uh and and and, and you see it and in fact I, i've got one i had one here somewhere but uh and, and you'd be surprised at just kind of how, how easy it is um it, it does take a little bit of time but it but it's not a difficult thing you don't have to be uh 
you know, a, a, an engineer or anything like that to put one of these together. And I'm glad that people like them. I'm glad that you enjoy them. In fact, I remember when you, I remember when you bought it and I was like, it, it, I saw the name. I'm like, Walt Hudson, Walt Hudson. Walt Hudson. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. And then you send me a note. He says, oh, I have a small YouTube. I have a small YouTube channel, you know, Coastal Waves and Wires. I was like, I know I'm a subscriber. Like I see, cool, and and, um, and 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 you and and like Tracy V E three T W M, and 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 Chris, my other uh, partner on the on the on the Tracy show, um, that's the operator that I'm looking for because you do almost exactly well, almost exactly the same things that I'm doing out there, and I don't want to, I, I don't want to carry things, I don't want to you know have to mess with it, I want to put something up in the tree. I don't want to fiddle with little bits and have to assemble something and, you know, mess around with that kind of stuff. I just want to get out there and I want to start operating. And I, I like that philosophy, though, because anything used portable uh, need to be uh, easy to deploy and easy to take down. Uh, otherwise, you're not going to bring it. Right. Yeah. Right. Oh, yeah. Like, uh, as you say, Tim, things break when you're out in the field. Yeah. Oh, totally. And you don't have gear with you, or you, if you have something to repair it with, it's just something really basic, like a Leatherman or whatever. So uh, that's a good philosophy to have something sturdy. And there. I've been there when I'm trying to assemble something and it's got like a little wing nut or something or a little, you know, screw. And, and you know, we have lots of grass around here. So if I don't know if you've ever dropped like a, a number six wing nut in the grass yeah, or something. It's gone. Yep. It's gone. Yep. Okay, okay. Uh, if, you think, if you think it's bad losing a wing nut in the, in the grass, you should do it in a meter of snow. <laughs> oh, yeah, okay. yeah. <laughs> try, try that at the beach in sand. It's gone. Yeah. Same thing. Yeah. <laughs> sometimes, sometimes I'm lucky enough. Come over here. Yeah. Sometimes I'm lucky enough to have Gridley with me and at least, you know, he'll stick his nose somewhere or something. Ah, maybe it's there. But mm. That doesn't happen very often. Yeah. yeah, and I, I NFC's... enjoyed your antennas. So they're they're great, and you know me, my biggest thing in the hobby now. I think for most of us, is like you know, Tobias there. He just built something, but building kits really is not as big as it used to be. And I think the biggest part of the hobby now is building antennas. And um, I, I like the fact that you know some people can't or won't build them or whatever, and you can get any antenna you want at a really good price for you know from somebody like Tim, although I like to use his antennas and then build my own as well. So, uh, you know, I've put, yeah. together, I put together a couple of kits over the years. It's fun. It's cool. Uh, you know, but, um, you know, I want to go out and I want to go out and operate. That's what, that's what I want to do. Building is, is, is fun. Um, okay. Tim, I got to ask you a question and I want an honest, honest answer. Just to uh -oh. So I took Tim's mini G5 RV antenna and turned it into a vertical. Probably the first time that had ever been done. Maybe, I don't know. How how bad did you cringe when you watched that video and you saw what I was doing to your antenna? Well, I usually people <laughs> who people who make people who make videos um, about my antennas and I, I hear about it or I hear it's coming over the same. Oh, I'm going to do a video on this at some time, and I just kind of I just kind of do this, you know, I'm like you know, oh god, and and I just start imagining thing all the things that can go wrong or whatever, you know, it's just. Yeah. It's just my nature. I'm like, okay, all right, well, you know, we'll see. But it, it, it's, um, uh, I, I get a little nervous when, when people put this. But, but like, you, you know, we talked about this a little bit earlier. I, I mean, I don't pay people to do stuff, and and <clears throat> and the idea of sending things out to YouTubers and have to do that was to, you know, help allow them to generate content and things like that. Because, you know, I can imagine you know having a YouTube channel or having a, a an Instagram channel or Twitter feed or whatever. You got to constantly come up with new ideas. For content and and stuff like 
like that. So it's like, all right, here, try this, you know, have some fun with it or whatever. And, and I fully accept that, you know, I could send somebody something sometime and it could be, uh, it could be a complete fail, you know, and that would just be the way it goes. But uh, yeah, I, I do a lot of, I do a lot of this, you know. <laughs> but truth, truth be told though, Tim, I've never had heard anyone say anything bad about your antenna. So um, just re remind, remind me after the show and I'll order one myself. Oh yeah, no, no, no problem. I'm going to, I'm going to continue to knock on some wood here. You know. <laughs> but it, it, honestly, I mean, I mean, there have been some folks who have, uh, who've gotten them, put them up, who've had some issues with them. Um, but all that, all anybody has to do is just reach out and it, it's very simple. They either get their money back, they get a replacement, they get, you know, I get people that break them, you know, unsurprisingly, like I break stuff too. It, it happens, you know, send it back to me, I'll fix it or I'll replace it for them. It's not, it's not that big of a deal. And I don't understand uh, how someone could have a bad customer experience with that. There aren't enough of us out there, you, you know, to, you know, there, it's not like a car. <laughs> you no. you got to do a recar, go to the dealer and they didn't help me or anything like that. It just, you know, Very it, poor quality wire. Want a <laughs> refund? No, something like this. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> just kidding. And, and, and that, that, that is actually one of the reasons when I did my antennas, I sold them as kits because I didn't want to hassle with people uh, complaining about everything about the antenna. I figured if I sell them as kits, I can yeah. ship replacement parts and people are not going to complain about stuff not being built the way they want it. Well, one of the perspectives that I like to think, too, is that it's not necessarily an engineering piece. I mean, we all understand the principles involved with those things, but I just kind of build them in a way that they're, they're more like a little piece of art. You know, it's like a handcrafted uh, antenna thing. You put somebody out there and each one is a little bit different and it's got its own, yeah. it's got its own you know, little quirks and, and like textures and stuff and uh, the length of the heat shrink and things like that. It's not always perfectly the same. It's not like an assembly line process. So, so I have, I've invested, I've got an emotional investment in every one of the ones I build. And I'd like to have the operators have an emotional investment in that too. And if there's a problem, you know, let's, let's get the return on that investment right. thing. Cause it's more like a personal relationship with the people that I sell to. And, and, and hopefully anybody who's bought this stuff can, can say, Oh, you know, yeah, I got the little, I got the little card. I sent him a note, you, you know, I, I like to make sure that I respond to people right away, you know, any concerns that anybody has. And, you know, I don't, uh, there are companies out there, or equipment providers and gear providers out there that have, at least from what I've read, customer service issues. I don't want to ever have that happen with, with somebody using my stuff. And God forbid, God forbid they get on YouTube and it's like, oh my God, you know. <laughs> I, tell you, I tell you what, I, I, I'm, you may, it may be probably your best seller. I'll take a guess. But when I started using that choke that you made, that little, that little small choke, and I would build my own antennas, but then at the feed point, I'd have that choke there. And I'd say, and this is, you know, my, my one, one choke from Tim and nine SAB. It's amazing how much people would be. I mean, I'd get emails. Hey, what, where did you get that? Thing? <laughs> what, 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 you know, and uh, that right there, Tim, you tell me that you, you have to like, probably, you're probably tired of building them about now, I would think. Oh, no, I don't get tired of building anything, but uh, I'll tell you the story behind that. So I originally started building the dipoles. That was like the first thing that I, I really wanted to use. And some people will take um, like the, the plastic carabiners and things like that and put them on the end and allow people to tune. So right. I, I didn't, I didn't do it that way for a, a 
the reason was I wanted to have the extra strength at the end. So you can, if somebody didn't want to put up three points of, uh, of anchor on a dipole, they could just take the two ends, right. Mm-hmm. And, and pull it taut. And it's, you have a little bit of a, a, a why there, but when you do that bands, big bands like 15 or, uh, even, even, even 40, sometimes you, uh, you, you have yourself a, a, a curve of the frequencies that you do. And a lot of people will like to, and I'll cut them for the middle of the band. Like I'll cut them for around seven, one fifty or so, but uh, an antenna cut that I cut for seven, one fifty here in my backyard. And that I've tested somebody puts up, they don't put it up exactly the same way. The conditions are the same uh, ground reflectivity is a little bit different. Um, you, you know, so they end up with a, with a slightly different resonant frequency than, than what I would have made it for. And if, the operators are anything like me, they'll want to work the upper end of the 40 meter band on SSB and then, okay, uh, you know, I'm tired. Let's go work, you know, JT 65 at the time or FT eight now, which is completely at the other end of the band. Right. So I wanted something that was like a one-to-one balen that they could attach to the dipole and make that swing from the SSB port part of the band to, uh, right. you know, the digital CW parts of the band, um, smooth. In order to smooth out that 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 resonance curve mm-hmm. on the band, so that's that's the idea that I kind of started out with, and that's how that thing developed. And I started out um, it, 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 the winding that I used had some choking properties with it too, right? So it was nice not only to get that that smoothing out of the curve, but to come up with the, with the choke. Because when you're working five or ten watts in QRP, um, that extra watt or two can sometimes make the difference in, in the content. Right. So, you know, and had the choking properties too. So that was a, that was a, a good idea, but I, I made it originally for the dipoles. And then all of a sudden people started sticking them on the, on the end of uh, NFETs and things like that. I was like, well, okay, you know, that's cool. And, uh, and that works for them too, but it's, um, it's not the best seller, but it's, it's number two or three. Yeah, I would think so. Cause that's yeah. all the things I've, I won't say review that I've used actually and, and shown or whatever. That's the one that I get the most feedback on. Where'd you get that? I want that. Where, where'd that come from? You know, I get a lot of that. Can we get a picture of this, uh, this choke? Uh, on uh, I'm not on my computer. Uh, but uh, I I'm going to see if I can find it on your eBay page here. Uh, uh, I may be able to pull it up too. And while we're on the subject though, we discussed a giveaway. Uh, oh, sure. Before the show, Tim. Should we uh, just put it up there so people can put in their keywords while you, you're talking? Oh, whatever you guys, whatever your process is, that's fine. Yep. Uh, so I'm going to just this up here and uh if you want to be in the giveaway for one of tim's antennas you can just enter portable antenna in one word with a hashtag in front of it and uh when we have a decent number of contestants we'll we'll draw it so uh hashtag portable antenna in one word in the chat perfect and we'll we'll see what happens perfect so where, where was I? So we, we were talking about we were talking about the choke. So yeah, yeah people started putting them, uh, using them in the infants. I mean, that's not what that's at the time. I wasn't offering infants at all. Um, there's there was a reason for that, uh, but I just wanted to make sure that people had the had the little choke out there to do that, and I found it useful in the field, so I offered it up to folks. Yeah. It's, uh, uh, let's see. I can't find the choke sold separately on your. You know what? Um, it may not. It may be out of stock. Hold on a second. 
because things that are things that are out don't show up on the on the page. Yeah, I. Uh, but I'll I, give you. I'll give you the. Um, I'll give you the actual. Um, listing. But I, I probably build. Yeah, like you know, ten or fifteen of these things a week. Yeah, wow. if you if you if you have the listing, just put it in the private chat here, and yep. um, I'll pull it up. Ah, that's why. Yeah. Okay. Somebody bought one this yep. morning. That was the last one. And so I know what I'm doing this afternoon. <laughs> <laughs> so, so in other words, you build the chokes yourself as well. Oh, sure. Yeah. Everything I build myself. I, I don't, um, here you go. I don't, um, I mean, I use components from, from people and stuff, but I, yep. uh, you know, the, the ferrites I buy myself, I wind them myself. Um, I build the chokes myself, solder everything up, package them. Um, and that, that goes for everything. So the only thing that, uh, that I don't make, or, you know, is like the wire and yeah, there, there it is. Yep, that's yep. And that looks, it, it's just so nice and compact though. Um, that yeah, about three inches long, four inches long at the most. Yep. I tell you what, I tell you what really nice this summer in Poland, I made a vertical dipole for six meters and I just clipped a banana clip on the end of that thing and put a wire up, wire down, taped it to the pole, and then ran the coax to it. And it was amazing. I mean, there's stuff like that you can do with that choke. It's nice. Yeah. But I, I, I need to ask, because to me, uh, on the pictures, it looks round. And uh, on the schematic, it seemed, and on the on the, on the, the, the lower picture, it, it that's like the best territory in there. That's the best picture I could find of kind of what the windings look like. It's actually, uh, uh, it's actually, it's a one-to-one -one choke. I think there's 14, 14 turns on it. But it, it's, it's, it's wound on a toroid because it doesn't look like it when the, when the, the, the shrink wrap is on. The toroid that's, that's used is actually kind of like a barrel. Ah. So you think, you're thinking round towards this one is actually, um, long. So think of a, think of a regular ferrite, a regular, a uh, rod. Yeah, of course. But it has a hole in it, right? So that's it's, uh, probably going to increase the choking uh, power as well. Um, the one that I started out with was a, a little shorter, probably similar to the towards most are familiar with. But as time went on, and I started, you know, tweaking it and refining it and doing some stuff, and a lot of people wanted, "Hey, can I use this?" Because the original one was only like a, a, it was like a little five watt choke, right? Yeah, that, right? That that's a little, uh, that's like the little five watt, ten watt choke. And refining it as we went on, people started finding other uses for it. I increased the toroid size. So originally, I started with that. Then I started stacking those, right? And then I was able to find a toroid that's actually like a 12 millimeter, uh, 13 millimeter uh, long toroid that goes in there. Which reminds me, I got to update the pictures for this too. <laughs> it's, tough. it's tough when you're your own builder, your own digital artist, your own, uh, you know listing creator your own yeah yeah absolutely can i can i ask if, if it's not a secret what would uh, mix uh, the toroid uh, oh it's 43 mix it's 43 mix yeah. it's 43 right. it's 43 yeah. mix. 43 mix. so we were talking earlier about philosophy and one of the one of the tenets of the philosophy that i like to use is that i don't like to spend a lot of money on stuff i have spent a lot of money on stuff and it's just like you know the, the hobby should be fun and it should be easy and it shouldn't cost a lot of money. You're going to drop a lot of money on a radio and a bunch of other stuff anyway. And even though it's fun to go out there and buy gear and spend money, I've always thought that, you know, these should not be expensive things. These should be within the range of, of, of everybody. 
So I've tried my best to like keep the, the prices as low as possible. And 43 mix is just one of those things. It's the most common. It's the easiest. It's the least expensive. I mean, that joke could probably be improved. And I'm sure there are some, some home builders out there if you wanted to add some exotic mix or something like that. But those mixes are going to be twice as expensive as... Mm -hmm. And and I'm I'm impressed on your prices though, Tim, because um, when you add the components and the time you spend on it, your antennas are not expensive antennas. They're actually pretty cheap. Yeah, they're, I, I've tried to keep them towards the lower end of the range, which is which is cool. I mean, I like to do that. And there have been times where you know I'm sitting there at two o'clock in the morning. I was like, what the hell am I doing this for again? You know. And it's like, but then, but, but then I get, but then, you know, when I start thinking that way, I'll get a note from somebody, Hey, thanks for making stuff people can afford, you know? And it's like, that's why and, I there's people like myself that I'm, I, I'm a collector of antennas. Yeah. Yeah. You too. It's, it's, seriously. I, I've, I've got an idea to do a video on this. A lot of, a lot of us are, um, you know, I, I had a comment on one of my videos the other day. It's like, why do you buy CD antennas? And I was like, I thought about it. I was like, how do I answer this? I was like, because I want it. I want these antennas. You know what I mean? I want to have one of every antenna ever made. That, that, that was my point. That was my point with the tiny ground station as well. Don't ask why. We do it because we, we love the hobby. <laughs> but I mean, I mean, the, like we said earlier about building antennas, but the antennas are, the, to me, the most interesting part of the hobby because you can change, you can go out with different antennas and change it with, you know, conditions are always different, this and other, but you can have a different experience operating okay. mm -hmm. every it's, day. It's every the day. biggest bang for the buck, right. you know, really, when you go out there and make, you could have a totally different experience with the same equipment and, you know, hey, I'm going to try this antenna or I'm going to do that, you know, yep. and, that, and, and that's what makes it fun. And the fun thing is probably every one of us thought when we were becoming hams that we're going to have one radio and one antenna and that's going to be it. But no, <laughs> that just never happened. Little did we know. <laughs> yes. well, I, I don't know. I don't know about you guys, but I remember when I was when I was a kid, and and uh, there was a there was a ham guy. He lived down the street. Um, and I, I'm talking five or six, right? And I used to take swimming lessons. There was a, a, a house that had a great big pool, and they used to offer swimming lessons to all the kids. And I would walk by this house, and he had this giant tower with like a 40 meter beam or something on it, right? And I'm just like, what the, what the heck is that? And I'd walk by this thing every day, and and eventually I found out that he was he was a ham guy. He was a he was a ham and CBer. Right? C, CB was big big back in the seventies, and and that was his thing. He had this giant, uh, you know, tube radio, and the tower and the forty meter beam, and he had like an amplifier with it too. And it was just like okay. And, I, and when I got into the hobby, I said, uh "Oh, who's that?" Who's that I mean? don't know. Hope not. Okay. Um, Was that perhaps your QMX device? Oh, that's right. He's down there fooling around with stuff. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah I, I'm. I'm messing up the stream. Just that tell me when I have that, to that mute it. it. I thought we had like uh, here in the states where you have like Amber Alerts. Or exactly. That's what I thought too. I was like, wait a minute. I turned. I turned this off. I know I did. Um, and, and I started thinking about that. It's like okay, and you know, one radio, one big giant antenna, right? Uh, and, and luckily, you know, we've had advances in electronics and radios and things like that that have made these things just, you know, so much more portable. Hmm. Yeah. And I think another another thing, too, that people, to, you know, I, I having worked for the military with the military and gone overseas on field operations, I was 
I was there for Desert Storm. I've, I've been to a lot of places in the middle, all over the Middle East, whatever. Is have when I watch these guys do the uh, the crap hits the fan, the SHTF videos, mm-hmm. or whatever, and uh, and I almost I, I I chuckle, but I cringe, and I, I really want to people like I think right now the best thing we have going for us for that type of operator is the POTA guys and the guys that are going out there and experimenting with different antennas every day. Because you know what? If something seriously really bad happened, it's going to be those antenna guys that operate portable that know how to do things like that that are going to save the world, in my opinion. <laughs> yeah. well, I'll tell you a secret, and we don't we don't get into it much on the, on the, on the other show, but uh, that is that is how I got into this, right? Because I remember when Y2K happened and it was just like, okay, you know, and, and, and at work we were sitting down and thinking about this, you know, critically. And it's like, okay, so could something happen? Yes. Right. Is it likely? No. And the, you know, the likelihood is, you know, 99.9% or 99.5% that nothing will happen. But if it does, you know, there could be a problem. And that just started thinking along those lines, you know, it was like, okay. So uh, one of the aspects of that was, what are you going to do for communications and stuff like that? And that's, and I was into that before I got into ham radio, and that's how I arrived at this place. Yeah, we're probably. Well, you know, you and I, similar ages, and we that kind of mindset of Americans, we have seen the worst and the best of people and things or whatever. Oh, yeah. And, and, and our, our politics change every four to eight years with elections and everything else. And it's just crazy the things that go on. And, yeah, so we think a lot like that. You think about prepping and, you know, and you know, I know this is the European ham radio show, but being Americans, uh, we're the country everybody either loves or hates. And we always got to worry about what's going on. So I think being prepped and ready and good here with ham radio, it's going to be an important thing if – God forbid anything bad ever happens. And like, I, like what got me on this thing is being able to uh, put up an antenna or make an antenna, build an antenna. I mean, an appliance, a radio is somewhat an appliance, but the antenna is something that we still build and make as hams. You know? And I remember the first thing I ever bought uh, on, the, on the prepper side was uh, – it was for Y2K, right? So it was like, you know, six months before Y2K, I went to Sam's Club and bought like a big jar of pickles, right? Nobody's going to be able to deliver food or something like that. Okay, so I got this, you know, I got this, you know, giant size, you know, jar of uh, bread and butter chips, you know, pickles. And, and it was just like, okay, well, at least, you know, this will yep. be fried. <laughs> but, but, but seriously, though, preparedness is not necessarily about uh, the big world-changing events either. It could be as simple as having smoke detectors in your house sure. and have your family know how to exit in case of a fire. It's it's being prepared with water, fuel, and food for a couple of days without power. Um, Which happened. That happened to us in, uh, I think it was 2010, 2011. Uh, we had some tornadoes that came through the area and yeah. some really bad weather there for like a, a week. And yeah. uh, we were without power for four days. So it was... Yep. Yeah, and that happened here in Norway uh, a few weeks ago as well during lo- th- these big snowstorms we had over Christmas. Uh, so some bigger cities and quite large areas were without power and uh, uh, down to like minus 19 degrees Celsius, which is getting chilly when you don't have power. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So, so there was the information going out, like, how do you contact people? Like, uh, just know that there's base stations uh, for cell phones with the uh, diesel power in the city center just in case you need to reach anyone uh, 
Yep. So uh, for people, most people here aren't prepared for anything. Right. And 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 there was a there was a small degree of freak out too. I mean, being three days without power. I mean, I didn't I didn't have any. I mean, I know I've got all my stuff, so I wasn't worried about any of that. But if you look around, there was you know people were starting to get uh, a little on edge, and that was you know three days. Yeah. I've gone sixteen days without power after a hurricane. It is not fun. And you're right. No, it, after about it, honestly, at about day three or four is when things really. I mean, you get like you start worrying about people breaking into your house. It's just yeah. people. People do crazy things after four days of no electricity, not being able to buy, you know, with no electricity, you can't pump gas at the gas station. That's you right. can't buy groceries at the grocery store. It's like things start getting really hairy at about day four. I've done 16 days of electricity. I tell you what, it was not fun. It was after a hurricane. And um, yeah, I mean, that, and and because of that, now I have a way I'll keep my batteries charged. You know, you do what you can do. I've got a battery, you know, hmm. yeah. And that experience was kind of eye-opening too, because we have a little uh, we have a little neighborhood here. So there's like you know somewhat of a community, and you know it, like like people help each other. Like you know we'll go shovel the the old ladies' walks, you know a couple doors down, and you know the guy next door's got a plow, so he plows everybody's driveways and stuff. And and I remember it was like on day two, after <clears throat> we got to start clearing out the refrigerator, right? So I set up all my, my portable cooking equipment in the, in the driveway in the front. And I had like a couple dozen eggs, you know, with the, with the propane stove and all that stuff like that. So I just, you know, one morning we're out there, you know, cooking eggs for everybody and everybody came by. And of course, you know, there were a whole bunch of trees down. So everybody who had a chainsaw kind of came out and, and you know, was clearing the, you know, the roads and people's backyards and stuff like that. In fact, I've got firewood still from that experience. I tell you. Nice little pile of firewood, real good. You start doing silly things too, because I'll tell you a crazy story. We had that that same time when we had the hurricane. So you start going through everything you have in the house. You start running out of food. We mm -hmm. had brownie mix, right, for to make brownie <laughs> brownies. So I told my wife because we can't make them, but I had plenty of charcoal in the grill. I was grilling everything out in the back of the side. So I grew up pizza. Yeah. the brownie mix and we have i don't know if you guys have there in this in europe it's called corningware it's like a glassware that you bake in yeah so i mixed up all the brownie mix and put it in there and i took it out to put it on the grill my wife goes it's not gonna work it's not gonna work everything works on the grill walt i put everything in the grill you know got my wife timing it i open it up perfect beautiful brownies i picked the corningware up I walk in the house and set it on the on the counter, and that corningware exploded. Made <laughs> 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 uh, for baking, not for flame underneath. Uh, <laughs> that, that that gloss is actually different over here in Europe than what you get over in the states. There's a different yeah. mix, so ours has a tendency not to explode as much. For some well, if you, uh, I think our glass will explode or implode uh, more likely if, if if it goes from really, really hot to really cold. So if you put it on on let's say a, a, a stone uh, yeah. workbench uh, that was a lot colder than it, or if you put it on some water so that it it the, the it, it quickly uh, decreased in temperature, then that's going to create the tensions in it that yeah. might get it to to, to implode. Um, I think you want the, you want the type two borosilicate glass. I think if you can get it. I, yeah. yeah, I used to do and, stuff like that. And yeah. I see that Stu Stuart's got a point here, though. Uh, switching off analog broadcast radio is insane from a preparedness point of view. 
And uh, that's exactly exactly what we have done in uh, Norway. We have replaced uh, FM radio with uh, with DAB. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so but everybody has uh, cell phones, so you can get messages to them. You know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's really funny. Like uh, last week, they tested like the emergency broadcast system over cell phone, which me- makes every cell phone just beep and howl uh, insanely loudly, uh, and that just destroyed work. Like lots of meetings just got cancelled because everything everybody got them with a few minutes apart. Yeah. Um, uh, but but imagine being in the middle of a sound check at work doing that. <laughs> yeah. you, start, you start looking around the mixer to figure out where's that beep coming from. <laughs> yeah. For for our for our American friends, this is this is a part of the Norwegian preparedness thing. It's like the Amber Alert, but it's the entire country. Every cell yeah. phone in the entire country beeps at once. Yeah, that's yeah, for the test. What was it like in October? We had that. Remember? Was, I uh, think so. I really think so. I remember googling how to how to turn it off. I remember. Yeah, that. you can't. <laughs> yeah. uh, of, course, but, uh, of course, it was all. It was a conspiracy theory. They're coming to kill us. You know, as soon yeah. as they announced it in the states, it went it went crazy. Yeah, but this um, is um, uh, like uh, it's uh, 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 we had some really fun other things that has happened over the last year or so over here in. Uh, like uh, last year, you could go in and see every transmitter in Norway, every broadcast transmitter, every ham radio, like everything that's registered, you could go in a map and check. And that's for some reason is gone because somebody pointed out that was a really nice target list for somebody. That makes it really easy for the Russians. The thing is, though, I got a buddy of mine that's a journalist and he's been cross-checking where the German luxury yachts have been and where these uh, cables and transmitters and everything has been and there is some correlation there yeah wow. did you mean uh, russian i think you said german i i meant russian sorry did i say german uh, yeah. i am really <laughs> sorry to buy it uh, you're about uh, you're a few decades off there Martin. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I i'm i'm sorry i'm i meant russian See, uh, people I, 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 I paranoid, am, you know i'm yeah. Um, just uh, in order for us not to go completely off topic, we got a segment of the show that we've forgotten and we got to take a look at the giveaway as well. But um, we started out recommending new U- or European YouTube channels to people. So I'm going to. Oh, yeah, cool. Uh, I'm going to share to you had a suggestion. So I'm going to put that channel up here. Yeah, I can share and, as well. And he's even been, I've got it ready here. He's even been a guest on our show. Um, it's Dave over from Irish Ham Radio. He does a lot of portable operations, and uh, it's just generally a really nice guy. Yeah, he does some other fun stuff as well. A lot of uh, good information for new hands. If you go to his uh, playlists, he has a lot of like background stuff, how to do QSL cards, how to do mobile operations and satellite, and just a great yep. information channel. So... Uh, so uh... And and he, as I said, he's a really nice guy. He's been a friend of our show and based, been on the show at least once. And um, he's the guy. only guy, he's the only guy that's bought anything from my merch store. So he has a genuine <laughs> LB Zero Fox India hat. I don't even have that myself. <laughs> <laughs> and and that that was the uh, the hat that got taken down for copyright infringement. Oh, yeah, with my logo that I designed. <laughs> uh, that's fun. Uh oh. 
Um, so uh, everyone, go over to uh, Irish Ham Radio and um, and uh, give him a sub and uh, watch some of his videos. And let's take a look at the giveaway here. We're at 11 entries here. Uh, we should get a couple more, I think. We have more than 11 viewers. So uh, if you want to win one of uh, Tim's great antennas, put portable antenna and hashtag portable antenna in one word in the uh, <laughs> in the chat. And not in that way, William. Uh, <laughs> so... Um, a good chance to win a great antenna. And uh, as I said, Tim, when we get off the show, just remind me and uh, I'll buy one of your antennas. Okay. The thing sure. is, though, I, I have a hard time just actually figuring out uh, figuring out which antenna to buy, but I guess you can help me a little bit there. Oh, easily. Yeah. Do you have I'll, I'll, I'll buy one. I'll buy one. You can buy two or three. Yeah. <laughs> brings up a question tim you got a lot of cool antennas you got any ideas some new stuff on the you know in the back there have been some there have been some things that i've wanted to do for for quite a while um in fact uh there's a there's a ham here in the states his name is phil um k-a-4-k-o-e and one of the things and, and and this is this is documented right so you can go back into the into the old shows and stuff like that i've always wanted to do a delta loop and mm -hmm figuring out just how to do it and finding the time to to you know go out and you know play with the design and the, and the, the construction of it and stuff like that it's just it's been a real challenge but this year this year i i, I want to make sure that I, I do at least a 20 meter delta loop i want the 40 is the goal but the, yeah, yeah. i've got one of those ones uh, a, a portable delta loop for 20. and uh one interesting fact with those is since you have a really big area like mm -hmm. it's spread out you get a lot of momentum so a tiny bit of wind uh, means that antenna is flexing quite a lot. And yeah. uh, so you need some proper mounting for it, basically, for portable ops. And that's uh, really the challenge, too, because, you know, not only do you have the, the you know, just the wire and the physical parts of the antenna itself, but you're looking at stakes and you're looking at, you, you know, you know, do you feed it from the middle or the, or the base or do you feed it from the corner? And, and it's just like, you know, what's going to be more stable? And so... And that's one of the things that's stopped me from doing it so far. But uh, this year, I'm going to try and try and do that. Okay, uh, he's been, best, but... well, he's just built a, a Delta Loop this past weekend. He's been sending me pictures of it or whatever have you. And uh, hey, yeah. pretty. I think he's in the chat. Electromagnetic mischief. That's cool. Yeah, that's yeah. cool. Yeah. He told he uh, told me to tell you that when he goes places, people mistake him for you, Tim. Really? <laughs> um, I see we're up to 16 entries and the giveaway. Um, how about we just press the button here? So uh, uh, you got one last chance, guys. Uh, hashtag portable antenna and one word in the chat, and we'll do the drawing in about 15 seconds. So let's see what happens and who wins. So what do you use for your giveaway? Is it just the 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 I, keyword in and then it randomly? Yeah, I use the StreamYard giveaway tool, which monitors the chat. And uh, when I press the draw button, it just draws a random winner from from this. If you want something even more random, I can, I can recommend a method using uh, Spock's reported to the Wikipedia. Oh, that, that is needlessly complicated, Bob. That, that is. Uh, is needlessly complicated. But, but both Bob's method and the StreamYard giveaway tool are in compliance with the YouTube giveaway rule. <laughs> so uh, let's see who wins. And why did the European ham radio show come up as an entry here? <laughs> 
Mike Smith, Golf Zero, Romeo Fox Delta. Congratulations. Um, hey. send, us, send us an email, cq at hamshow.eu, uh, and um, we'll take it from there. I think that's the easiest way of doing it. Yeah, find out uh, find out what uh, uh, he can go to the store and take a look and see what, see what's there. But I, like, I don't want to send him uh, I don't want to send him something that needs a tuner if he's not a you know using a tuner out there or something like that. So we'll 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 figure it out. Yep. So just uh, send us an email and we'll forward that to Tim and uh, and get you guys in touch. And thank you for doing this giveaway, uh, Tim. Oh, no problem. So let's see if I can do my producer magic and get us back into oh. somewhat focus here. Hey. Um, so um, we're closing into the hour, Mark. It's been really great having you on here, uh, Tim. Oh, and, I, I appreciate it. And I, I got one more topic to touch on, though, before we end it, because we launched a podcast last week. And it's actually, it's the audio from the show. Uh, <laughs> but uh, it's, it's still still a podcast, though. And um, hey, You know, there's, there's, there's no such thing as cheating. There's only playing to win. Remember that. It, it is. And um, we actually have 83 downloads on the uh, podcast. 83 oh. people need something to listen to to make them fall asleep. Yeah. You know? Yeah, yes. <laughs> or or need some entertainment <laughs> yeah. on the way to work, and um, well, vacuuming, washing, the <laughs> opportunities are endless. <laughs> Let's see here, and um, it kind of surprised me, but Apple Podcasts is the largest platform for podcasts. I didn't think that there were so many iPhone users uh, out there, but apparently there is. I'm one, yeah, I'm one. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm one too, too. But I I use Spotify for podcasts. So oh, uh, actually, which, I do too. Even though I use an iPhone, yeah. That's and true. and I I can't really recommend using Spotify for podcasts, but uh, <laughs> it um, well I, I've uh, never tried it. You know, I tried to. They offered me. I, I got the I got the notification to try it three for thirty days or something like that, or you know, you get the free version or something like that. And I and I went there, but it it kept like it kept recommending me things that I, I didn't want to listen to. You know, so it was like yeah. I. But, I, I don't, you know, I don't want yeah. to. I don't want to hear about the baking show or the the other thing. I was looking for something specific, and it's things are hard to find on Spotify. I've noticed. Maybe it's just it, me. It, it is, and especially since you got the music and the podcast just mixed into one. There, yeah. um, I used to use Google Podcasts, but they're shutting down the platform, so uh, I'd find some other way of listening to podcasts. But I I need it to be multi-platform, so I can use it both at my computer at home, at work, uh, on my phone, on my tablet, on pretty much everything. And um, Apple Podcasts is not multi-platform. So, um, yeah. One hit, if you're um, if you subscribed to YouTube Premium, you can use that to just listen to audio as well. Uh, so you can basically just hide the video and listen to this uh, yeah. as a podcast or download it to listen to it offline or whatever. But uh, but I'm I'm still impressed though. Eighty three downloads without promoting the promoting the podcast at all. Yeah, that's a nice increase. Um, yeah, and I just got a message that due to the weather, I'm off work tomorrow. So, uh... oh, nice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, good news, everybody. <laughs> I gave I gave the same news to my son. He's twelve uh, uh, a few hours ago, and uh, he had a really hard time containing his enthusiasm. 
So, well, uh, yeah, school is closed, right? Yeah, yeah school no, is closed. No, school, school, here school is open, but the buses aren't running because the school the schools are run by the town and the buses are run, run by the county. So uh, yeah. <laughs> school, schools are still open, but there's no way to get to school. Yep. Back in my day, we had to walk uphill both ways to school. And Twice, so, both yeah. ways. That's right. <laughs> exactly. And the hills, the hills here in Illinois are bigger than hills in other places, too. We oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Those uh, Illinois uh, hills are, are scary. I got to say, that the, the, the Norwegians, they, they, they like to think they have this reputation speaking Vikings. But uh, this this past Friday, they, they were supposed to have a, a ski, something called a skiing day, a winter sports day at school. Mm. Uh, at, uh, my son's school. It got cancelled because of too much snow. <laughs> <laughs> this is not something a Viking would do. I'm sorry. This is not something a Viking would do at all. So I just, uh, yeah. Uh, I tried uh, to skiing once, just once now. Yeah. yeah it was... That's usually enough for sensible people. Yeah. So another thing, yeah, you know, I don't know if you guys think about this or not too, but um, there's, there's kind of a, a happy confluence between... Uh, the ham radio and the, the antenna side of it and 3D printing too. I don't know if you guys have ever gotten oh. into any of that. Oh, yeah. yeah. I, I yep. saw you're printing some of your... Uh, I thought they were turtles first. Well, like, thought, uh... <laughs> <laughs> they are. Um, that was, that, that was the, the inspiration. Yeah, they look like it. No, uh, so, like one of the things that... Um, see, I never offered an end for no, that's Tobias again. Tobias, yep. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so one of the, one of the, I never know. People had asked me, you know, are you going to do an infant? Are you going to? And this went on for a couple of years, and and the more I thought about it, it was like, well, there are a lot of really nice infant antennas out there, and they're not terribly expensive, you know. So I'm not sure what I could offer, you know, in terms of an infant as opposed to you know what some of the other people are doing, right? And then I went and did a crazy thing and bought a 3d printer and started playing around with that. So doing things like, wouldn't it be nice to do, you know, some enclosures and things like that. And maybe some of the exotic, more exotic engineering materials and, and, and different colors and things like that. Because if you noticed every, everybody's got a black box, right? A black or gray box or whatever. And I, I didn't want to do that. So, so yeah, I started 3d printing the enclosures and fooling around with colors and, and things like that. Yeah, well, I've been doing uh, 3D printing longer than I've been a ham. Oh, no kidding. So that's, yeah, me too. That, yeah. that's me how too. Martin and I got to know each other, which was through 3D printing a chassis for the G90. Was that what you were doing? Yeah, then, a, 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 a current case for the G90. Yeah. So uh, so I think all of us here are printing a bit. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I'm not a printer, but I, I need that's probably going to be one of my next things. But... Yeah, well, you, I, you you actually build ships, warships. I think that's uh, that's one step above three D printing. Yeah, uh, but I, I got into three D printing because I got a really old RV, and um, it's so old that getting sp spare parts are are getting hard. So may, uh, I, may I ask what what you have? Uh, I I don't know how well you know European RVs, or or, or is it a printer? I'm not uh, well. The RVs. I, I'm not keen on RVs. It's not really my thing. But no, but, so I have, but I have a story for you when you're done. <laughs> uh, well, it, it's a it's a 20 year old Adria. It's a it's a Italian. It's a Yugos, ex Yugoslavian RV on an Italian chassis, uh, oh, cool. which does not signify quality. But it's it's lasted <laughs> for 20 years. So, <laughs> so so um, someone very close to me. 
who lives in the same house that I do, right? Wanted to uh, wanted to look at RVs and get into RVing and this, you know, whole thing. So I, I'm not keen. I, I just I, I just told you I don't like buying stuff, right? So the last thing in the world I'm going to go out and buy an RV. So she found a friend of hers that had a 1964 vacationer, right? The little 13 foot thing. And they had had it parked in their backyard and it had been hit by a tree in those. It, it, right. So yeah, it, it got hit by a tree in the roof. It's like, okay. So I went over there to look at it and it was, they wanted like 500 bucks for it or something like that. I was like, fine. Okay. So we bring home the bashed RV and I spent an entire summer you know, taking the thing apart and I put a new roof on it and added solar and all this other stuff. And it was just, it was a lot of fun. So I ended up, uh, we, we took it over to Rock Creek State Park in Rockford. And I spent a weekend there and this is before POTA or anything like that, but I spent a weekend, I rigged it up for ham radio, right? So I drilled like a, a barrel connector into the wall and stuff like that. So I could run the antenna outside and said, I spent an entire weekend running FT8 in, in the rain. <laughs> of course, uh, out at, uh, at Rockford, uh, Rock Creek State Park. And that was, uh, so that was almost like my first POTA adventure, getting out and doing that. And, and we still have the thing, too. It's um, I need an upgrade, though, I, I think, because it's tiny and it's small. The, the thing is, with RVs and campers, it gets expensive really fast. Uh, even really? Though, I, I think, and I think the older ones are more expensive because you constantly have to fix stuff. Um, Finding vintage parts is, is tough. Or 3D printing parts, which yeah. I have moved on to. But uh, That never occurred to me, though. Thank you. <laughs> I'm being honest. I'm like, wait a minute. Yeah, he's on the I didn't, and that's the thing. So I've got these printers downstairs, and I'm like constantly, you know, coming up. I bought them to do, you know, ham radio stuff with them. But you yeah. know, I find myself, you know, what can't you, what can't you 3D print really? Hmm. My wife just got back from uh, Orlando. She was there for a business trip, and uh, she, my sister went with her. My sister is a big Harry Potter fan. So they ended up going to uh, Harry Potter World or whatever it is out there, you know. So she comes home. So she bought a wand, right? And uh, uh, she comes home and she's got her wand and she's all excited, you know. And, and you know, it's like, you know, when God him leviosa with her wand. And I was like, so I, I went on. I went on the the Bamboo Lab site, the one of those, whatever. And they have this beautiful wand stand and it's like two owls, you know, and they hold the wand or whatever. I printed it up in like two hours and it's gorgeous. I love it. So yeah. For your sister that loves Harry Potter and loves uh, wands. Are you aware you can get wands that work as TV remotes? No. <laughs> you need to get her that for her birthday. How fantastic is that? Just making spells and keep turning that, the TV on and off. Yourself, man. I'm telling you, it was it was 200 bucks just to get in the place for a ticket. Yeah. I mean, you got to. Yeah. Was like, oh. That's good. One and... TV remotes. Holy smokes! I had to yeah. talk her into buying robes. <laughs> <laughs> Let's see. There, there is oh, one more. There's one more thing before we end things uh, here now. Uh, let's see, because for all of our viewers that did not win an antenna from Tim, um, we got a coupon for you. Uh, let me see if I can put it up on screen here. It's also in the show description. Um, I just need to find the right button here. It's Euroshow10 is the coupon code. Or if you're watching this on your phone, you can hold the phone up to the screen and scan the QR code. 
And it's uh, all this information is in fact also on the website ham, uh, hamshow.eu. Yep. Happy to do it. Happy to, and we do ship internationally, so it's not a big it's not a big thing. Uh, some and people don't. Yeah, some people don't. This is I do. This is valid until February sixth, uh, right? Yeah, but in all honesty, if if you know somebody says, "Oh, hey," because this never happens, right? Somebody says, "Oh, I missed the cutoff date," or you know, I, "Can I do this or can I do that?" And, yeah, just send me a note. Yeah, so uh, there's a good chance for you to get a discount uh, from Tim as well. And as Shit had put up on the screen, um, please join our Discord over at hamshow.eu/discord. Almost said stroke discord there. So I guess I'm doing way too much ham radio. <laughs> <laughs> so somebody in the chat says they have a Doctor Who Sonic screwdriver remote too. <laughs> is, that the old, is it the old like Tom Baker Sonic screwdriver or is it the is it the the new one? Because I, I don't want the new one. You can one. choose your doctor, I think. <laughs> so, so someone tell me what is a sonic screwdriver, because I'm not a Doctor Who uh, person. Well you got some you got some homework to do, my friend. <laughs> All right, <laughs> and, and and I think you got about forty seasons of that show to watch or something. So yeah. uh, you can you can, you so can stop. that will be tough catching up until next Sunday, right? You can yeah. stop. be busy. You, you can stop after Peter Davison, and there's nothing after that, really. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So, and, and uh, since since we wandered far off our original topic, I think this is about the time to uh, say. 7-3, and thank you to our viewers, and thank you, Tim, for being on. Oh, thanks this for having me. Really great tons of fun. Tons of fun. I love it. Thanks, Tim. All right. Take care. Yeah, you too, Walt. See you later. Great yep. to have you on there. 7-3. 7-3. Bye, guys. Seven, Until Bye. next week.